SAFM, leading the conversation. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. On SAFM. The last time I planted a tree in the name of Arbor Day would have been some 20 years ago. I would have been in primary school. Not a good statistic and certainly not a good memory given the fact that what, since 1977, attributed to Professor Wangari Mathai's movement, some 51 million trees in the green belt movement, so to speak, have been planted. So we really do have an obligation, Tessa, to always keep foremost that our existence and livelihood is completely dependent to the environment from which we extract that very livelihood. Good evening. Thanks for your thoughts. Give us a sense what Arbor Day's importance is to the people. Hi, good evening. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, so happy Arbor Week. Today we celebrate the first day of Arbor Week. Um, And it is held during the first week of September annually. And it's really a time where we as South Africans of all ages are encouraged to celebrate the beauty and the diversity and the importance of our indigenous trees. So really people from all aspects of the community are urged to join this movement and to continue greening our environments. Um, Because really, if, if we look at trees and why they're important, let's start with our heritage, you know, as you mentioned, you planted your first or a tree 20 years ago, you know, someone else is enjoying the shade of that tree just because of that one single action. Um, so, yes, trees really serve various purposes in our lives as well as in the lives of other organisms. They play such an important role in the habitats for birds and mammals and even insects, especially mm. bees. And, and of course, in the context of global warming and climate change, trees are especially more important because of that, or rather their importance becomes accentuated. Absolutely. Um, And trees do numerous things than just provide us with an ambiance or an aesthetical beauty. They offer like an endless list of environmental and economic benefits. If we just think about our soil, Soil is conserved by trees. Um, Leaves falling and needles falling from the canopy um, decompose into the soil to provide it with rich nutrients. So it's really a cycle that continues. And if we have to remove the importance of trees, you know, what are we left with? They even prevent soil erosion and numerous other um, ecological factors like they reduce flooding. And also for us as humans, for our livelihood, it's also very important because we derive materials such as building materials, paper, uh, pharmaceutical products, even the fruits and the nuts that we we can enjoy comes from trees. You know, I'm going to focus on this economic um, benefits that trees do offer. I mean, there are so many products that come from trees. But the state does have a South African forestry company limited, SAFCO, that is in the business of plantations for the purposes of capitalizing on our vast spaces and the fact that trees are essential to all the trade um, aspects to which you referred earlier on. But yet, I, you can ask the majority of South Africans don't even know the existence of that particular state-owned entity and how it can especially from the fact that we have a housing backlog in this country and we're talking about renewables, we're talking about public infrastructure that is decaying or absolutely non-existent that SAFCOL could get into and at least plug the holes if an interim measure, then certainly as a permanent measure. 
the value then of going to the extent of having SAFCO, a company owned by the state in the business of trees, and yet its impact is hardly even known, much less felt. Yes, um, and and absolutely, and and we really want to encourage, you know, during this week of of of, of Arbor Week, we want to encourage even the the gardener, the single individual, schools, organisations, public communities, to get involved, to plant their own trees. You know, if you don't have a space of your own or a smaller garden, then you can sponsor a tree. Um, there are amazing initiatives, like, for instance, Green Pop. Um, Candide has just sponsored 10 trees to Green Pop um, to their plot Bosa reforestation initiative. So even if you don't have space to plant a tree, you can always support local initiatives like these. I know that Green Pop, um, they sell you a tree certificate with the GPS coordinates of the tree, so you get to say, hey, I actually invested, I planted a tree, and within a few years' time, not only my children, but my grandchildren will be able to enjoy and reap the benefits thereof. Never mind the biodiversity aspect to which you referred earlier on, and if you want to take some more time speaking about it, I would encourage that. But trees have a direct relationship with good, clean, fresh water and food security. Never mind the fauna that obviously benefits from that. But ourselves as human beings, our environment is very much dependent on trees, particularly our survival for food and water. Yes, and if you think about it, trees really play play a a central role in, as you mentioned, our fauna. And uh, we really are, as can be, looking at um, our bees especially. We have around 20, or not 20, but 2,000 indigenous tree species, and lots of them produce very rich nectar and pollen sources for bees. Um, And that's really what we're aiming um, to encourage people to plant bee-friendly indigenous trees this week. Um, to not only provide forage for our bees and our other pollinators, but also to invest in our environment by planting a tree. Um, yes, with, as you mentioned, with all of the economical um, benefits as well. Wild bees are so important. This conversation, every now and then I have a conversation on either wildlife or environment at large. Bees keep coming up. Why? Absolutely. And they will keep coming up because bees are an ecological keystone species. Um, They are some of the most specialized and successful group of pollinators, and they're also very vital in maintaining biodiversity and also our food security. You know, bees are responsible for pollinating around 90% of our wildflowers and even more than a third of all of our food crops. Um, So, yes, it's really thanks to bees that we have biodiversity and that this biodiversity um, you know, it plays a big role in being resistant to things like climate change, um, and it also has a direct impact on our well-being. Um, yes, and, and also pollination is done by many different species of bees with varying floral preferences. So, of course, we sometimes just think about the honeybee, but actually in South Africa we have around 1,300 um, bee species, some or most of which are solitary bee species. So those are are bees that um, nest individually. They do not live in colonies and produce honey like honeybees do. So yes, as we plant our trees and provide forage in our own gardens and our own communities and our parks, um, we really invest in our own future and in our own well-being by doing this. 
as we round up the conversation, we could never really talk about trees in Africa without paying some respect to Professor Wangari Mathai from Kenya. I unfortunately am not familiar with with him, um, but um, yes, we actually this week uh, we are hosting a webinar with Dr. Klo um, Masihala and also Mike Alsop, um, and two very incredible bee experts in the industry. Um, so we're looking very forward to to speaking to them as well around the importance of bees and also the role that trees play. Um, Fantastic. Well, let's leave it there because we have run out of time. Ecologist, thank you so much, Ms. Tessa Lass. Thank you so much for having us. Have a wonderful afternoon. Excellent. Certainly. Thank you very much, Tessa. And for those who might be in a similar position as Tessa, the Greenbelt Movement was founded by Professor Wangari Mathai Shi in 1977 under the auspices of the National Council of Women of Kenya. To respond to the needs of rural Kenyan women, who reported that their streams were drying up, their food supply was less secure, and that they had to work further and further to get firewood for fuel and fencing. The movement, that's the Greenbelt movement itself, encouraged that women work together to grow seedlings and plant trees to bind the soil, store rainwater, provide food and firewood, and receive a small monetary token for their work. That movement essentially is a summary of the last 10 minutes of radio that I've had with Tessa Lass. Of course, now it's time for another summary. It's News of the Day with Greg Host. Good evening, Greg.